Welcome to only stagers in the building. Become an insider sleuth as we explore the corridors of home staging. Good morning. All take your hat. Your latest case is on your desk and your guest is waiting on the phone for you. Hello, sleuths. Whether it's you, your parents, or another relative, when it comes to downsizing, what do you do with all your stuff? And does anybody want it if you resell it? This case is about the good goods that you may have that will be embraced by someone else and the things that nobody wants. My interior, my interior design business model is based on celebrating what you already have and creating a special space that is uniquely you. Being in business 25 years brings me working with clients full circle from buying, selling, upsizing, or downsizing. I've worked with clients many on multiple chapters of homes. Cast-offs have never been more popular with trends like Grandpa Chic or Granny, to ultra-personalized curated spaces, vintage, antique, quirky finds, old-world craftsmanship, which was once seen as a throwaway, is now being fully embraced. Using mix and match, old and new, creates a distinctive decor and brings warmth and individuality to a home. Personalized collected home decor allows found pieces to be the main thread or an inspiration that gives a room an individual character and personality. Adding pieces or furniture of the past offers a story on its heritage or how you found it. This case, the case of Granny's cast-offs, is all about the purge and then the find. Let's discuss. I've brought Denise Lau onto the case. Denise is a 20-year expert in vintage finds, having worked in a consignment store and is its interior designer for the past two decades. Denise, over the past few years, have you seen a surge in the desire to buy vintage? Yes, I definitely have. I feel like all ages, including the young people, but all ages of our shoppers are buying items that make them feel happy and remind them of another gentler era. They seem to crave elements of the past because it it, it gives them more comfort. Um, it's those things that have more meaning rather than the mass-produced decor from places like Home Goods or the online stores. Um, it's way too cookie cutter for them. Uh, their homes need to tell their story and their personality, and they like to surround themselves with that wonderful mix of the old with the new. And I do see them purchasing more heirloom type furniture from anywhere from dressers to the comfy chairs to vintage dining sets and those little sweet headboards. Um, and then incorporating those pieces in with their little bit more modern decor. And do you find too that, um, you know, not the, you know, we're tail end boomers, 
but the younger the younger people our children right the kid our children are now right. starting to become educated on that old school craftsman instead of that kind of factory made uh slap together furniture they're starting to to look at that that the craftsman is much more uh artisanal and more desired for that right right no i agree i mean they're they're more open to the different styles of furniture they like the little bit more the quality i guess of the older furniture and they can you know you know change it out they can put it in with a lot of modern stuff but i do think they like they're they're not as picky about like the style it doesn't have to be exactly like the farmhouse or the whatever mid-century just finding pieces that speak to that right 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 yeah okay so influencers are a big part of these past cast-offs being rediscovered are you seeing younger people who in the past wanted nothing to do with their parents cast-offs now embracing the idea that uh that pieces like within your shop can be used as part of their home life. Sure. Yeah, I do. I see a, a lot of the younger, I don't know what it would be, a millennial, 30-year-olds, you know, stuff like that. Um, they're furnishing apartments, they're new, new, new homes with little kids. Um, and I do see more of them, the younger ones, uh, shopping using those cast-offs and making them their own. Um, and they do love uh, the barware and cocktail right. pieces. So um, I created in addition a quick to, like, the list. Vintage wicker. Yeah. So I created a quick little list um, of some of some cast-offs that are now kind of trendy and popular. And then I'm going to kind of rattle them off to you and then, you know, agree or disagree with me. Yeah. Uh, that especially with these, you know, these influencers on Instagram and TikTok. Um, so like the first thing that you said is the vintage barware, bar carts, cocktail shakers, anything that has to do with, with the art of drinking, correct? Correct. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know bar carts have been huge for, you know, a good five years. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see them at Target, but it's more fun to get the vintage ones. <laughs> right. I went to um, I went to uh, House Beautiful's. Uh, I forgot there was. I forgot what the name of it was. It was like a whole home something, but it was a it was a showcase house that was just yeah. this, this past uh, fall, and one of the rooms that I just absolutely loved uh, had been like a like a like a equipment room for the pool and the designer mm -hmm. had turned it into like a conservatory for music and it was just delightful I you know I took a bunch of pictures and I actually think that that was if you get the house beautiful that was like a many of the pictures was this one space yeah. um and the bookcases uh had like built-ins below within the the shelving above and there was a whole like styling of like if you were going in to make a martini and it was just like all these beautiful martini glasses and a tray and all the implements to make a wonderful cocktail. And then next to it was a, you know, was a, 
um a a, a turntable with like cool you know sinatra records and things like yeah. that so i think they really embrace that the the art the art of a cocktail party rather than just the party of a, a cocktail party right yeah. instead of just throwing a bunch of booze on the counter they're making it venture yeah. yeah. and then vintage art i think has always been yep. embraced and i know that I'm like seeing TikTok, a lot more. They'll block, they, mm -hmm. right they pick it up and then they reinvent it you know put a ghost in it or something like that but vintage vintage art i think speaks to them whether they're looking at for the scenery that or whatever you know whatever is the depiction and the you yeah. know the item in the art but they're also looking at it as as part of this kind of quirky collection that they can create right right and it has to be stuff that they can they're connected to like it's Correct. more personal than just you know and shop. then any any of the blue and white porcelain whatever it is you know yeah. gel willow any of those things are have found have found themselves to be back in style uh the like you said the original stuff is the best but now anything from pottery barn to uh ballard has a ton of that blue and white and you know you and i are exactly yep. the same age and we already went through that <laughs> right. we went through our blue exactly. and white our blue and white era <laughs> yeah and then funky lamps, the funkier the better. And if oh, it's yeah. like seventies or eighties, right, is all all totally. trend trending. Uh, crocheted or knitting, knitted afghans, throws or pillows. Yay or nay? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. But how I mean, about how about quilts? Um, you know we don't sell that at our store, but I would imagine that they if they're picking up, you know unique pillows and throws and stuff that they are probably doing that in the bedrooms too with you know different kind of handmade quilts and that kind of thing to make it kind of yeah, so it's that it's like that ours our um artisanal makers look right 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 and that really evolved during the covid period that everybody their sister their uncle and their aunt were crafters so um you had to keep busy somehow right. uh books Books have always yeah. been a staple, right? Because you can use books for, you know, yep. they're great st styling pieces. Um, how right. about for glass pieces. pieces? I haven't seen that as much. Um, but, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, a lot of the, the baby boomers are getting rid of their brass. And I have seen a few of these gals, you know, pick them up and they may paint them. Or oh, paint interesting. Them yeah. Um, but brass is oh, back, so... so they're taking brass. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. how about vintage vintage textiles? So that's fabrics. You know anything? How about um, you guys don't get you don't get that many textiles in, um, but Not I have much. seen a lot of people, especially people, are really curating their homes to a certain era. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm you and I are both MCM kind of yep. kind of people. So I belong to a couple MCM Facebook groups and they will, they will find those vintage drapes and they will, you right. know, they will reincorporate them into their home. So there's mm -hmm. a, there's a lot of purists out there, but, um, you know, a, a great throwaway, a, a cast off fabric can be reimbursed re and then turned into beautiful pillows or a runner or whatever they're sure. doing. 
and some of the really cute 60s and 70 patterns with the really bold bright colors are yep. you know are a lot of fun yeah and they're recovering seat cushions on chairs simple dining chairs probably with you know some of that right. intricate fabric that kind of thing and then well, how about how about um have you whether it's at the shop or not vintage wallpaper eh um, I just had a client this week who is, I mean, she's a little younger than we are, but she is embracing the wallpaper thing again. And it's, and it's and not. Is she, and is she looking, is she hunting down a vintage look or just liking the pattern? She's just liking the pattern, I think. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, vinyl records. We don't even have to go there. That's been, yeah. you know, that's been for over a decade now. Yeah. Um, and then liquor and rattan. I bet you can't even keep it in the shop. It sells right away. Yep. Because there's what, nothing age, who's buying it. Anybody? Everybody. I mean, everybody. It, it sells really well. It's such a great texture addition to the, any room. So yes, you know, yes, and like yeah. that would go fl flying out. So whether you're kind of doing the boho, kind yep. of you know planty look to a Scandinavian style, or even like the really old fashioned yeah, or even like you said, even if you want to do like a super vintage and kind of head down the Victorian, you know, right. very traditional road, you can do that too. Yeah. Um, okay, so these these two, the next two bullets are actually from another another design friend um, who I want to. I would be great if I could incorporate her the, her into this into this interview as well because she is in the retail business. Mm -hmm. And she said, head figurines and face vases. Really? Yeah. I've so not any, anything, anything that has like that, like is kind of like, you know, you, as you know, you've been to my home before. I have heads all over my house. Um, those seem to be super yeah. popular. And then yeah. uh, vases that have faces on them. So I think I might have to do some research with that. And I know that you can get a vintage Socrates or something that looks like that you pulled it out of, you know, some kind of ruin in Rome. Um, but I would right. be interested to see about face faces because when I think of face faces, I think of like gnomish, like you bought it at a pottery shop in like mm -hmm. Scotland. <laughs> right, right. From a trip okay. that you went on or whatever. Yeah, but it would be interesting to see if that like is a... Is, huh is a thing but you could probably get the face faces too kind of from the 80s too because i could see that being like in some really uh, like mod modern totally. art you know, like kind of sculptural thing too right so right. let's see what right. happens to that right and yeah. then yep. when i when i called you to interview you the first thing that you talked about was you know granny's bedroom furniture mm -hmm. flying out right yeah. Yep. Why don't you tell? Why don't you tell the listeners about that set that you, what weren't expecting to go flying out of the store so quickly? The the uh, shiny Ikea yeah. one. Oh yeah, it was. Um, I mean, I I was kind of shocked we took it because I didn't love it, <laughs> but it was a very um high gloss, ash ashy birch light wood set it was in pristine condition very high quality and it was priced right and i think that thing sold 
They, but believe it or not, it's sold in pieces. Somebody bought the headboard, footboard, and one dresser. Another person bought the two nightstands and the other dresser. So it was like they're mixing and matching. They didn't buy the whole set so that you're not so matchy-matchy. So I did notice that. Right. Um, but right now we have those, what are they, the little spindle? What do they call those spindle twin headboards or headboards? Oh, the Jenny Lynn. Yes, we have a couple of those in there right now, which I'm sure will not last very long because they're just adorable and they're great shape. But I could see doing that with some modern furniture and, you know, right. just bringing that in. Okay, so those are the things that are awesome. So yep. if you are, you know, if you are thinking about downsizing, these are things that you would bring to a consignment store such as Denise's or an estate sale will help, you know, however you're going to discard your furniture. On the other hand, us baby boomers seem to have collected, inherited, or somehow acquired a whole household of things, and when it comes to downsize, have to discard them. So let's discuss. Let's discuss some of the ones that nobody. <laughs> so, so what about collector figurines, Hummels, Yadros? No, we we do not even accept them. Um, we did accept those angel people. I forget what they are. They're <laughs> current. But we've stopped accepting those too because we ended up with so many and they, you know, just didn't sell. So figurines are not not really big sellers and we don't accept them. Nope. Okay. And then how about things that you things for entertaining that require Fussy upkeep, i.e., yep. um, you know, very delicate china that you have to wash by hand, sterling mm -hmm. silver that can tarnish, that requires you to polish it all the time, um, super delicate stemware right. that might have come from, you know, like that was, you know, maybe that might have been great grandma's things. That like are you're mm -hmm. like almost afraid right. to you know transport from the sink to the china cabinet. Uh, we won't <laughs> right, talk, right. We won't even talk about china cabinets because we you know know that story. So yeah, those are things that nobody wants. And then I have a really good friend who's downsizing right now, and she has a plethora of very beautiful Egyptian linens, like linen tablecloths wow. and napkins and all those things and she has been trying to etsy them and wow. ebay them for three years with a zero success like that that today's right. entertainer just like you and i entertain now you know we were raised in a certain way the way our yeah. parents raised us but that fussing that fussy entertaining is no longer you know on trend no. and our children or even the younger ones who are like you said setting up house now um, just don't want to have, don't, don't, they can't exert that energy for it, correct? No, no. They don't want to iron stuff and launder things and store them. And, you know, it's just a lot. It's a lot of work. <laughs> All right. What about pianos, grandfather clocks, and furs? We don't take any of those. Um, pianos, you know, I've been in more clients' houses that are like, hey, do you know somebody who wants to get rid of a piano or wants a piano? Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, unless you play it regularly, you know, most people had it from inheritance or their kids played it when they were little and they're done with it. So 
We don't okay, take those. So we did have one in the shop. At the store. Yeah. Um, at the store, if a consigner wants to bring these things in to sell, how do you break the news that no one wants them? Well, you know, we kind of say, I'm trying to think the wording we use. Um, we are trying to be kind. Um, we gently tell them that there's really no market for those items anymore and that we've tried in the past and have failed in selling them. And, you know, that we just suggest you take it to like a local thrift store that, you know, benefits a really good cause, you know, something on that line. You donate it. You donate yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Short of yep. the landfill, which breaks everybody hard. Yep. Now, it's, it's on hard. the landfill, you know, on the land. I know. Yeah, it's, it's very, very hard. Um, and on the landfill um, topic, which is really, really hard for anybody at any age, whether they're, you know, downsizing, upsizing, buying something new, you know, people are very sustainable now. People think about, think twice about it. And what's great mm -hmm. about this whole style that's being embraced, um, some that some people call it the heritage, heritage style, mix and match, individual, individual uh, style, is that you're really being a good steward to the earth, that this is, you know, old, old growth, you know, Correct. vintage uh, craftsmen. You're not throwing it in the garbage can. It's not going into a landfill. It's getting, you know, getting reloved and repurposed, you know, retreasured by someone else. And I think that that is, right. you know, that's the essence of a consignment store is that you're passing it on to somebody else. And it's kind of the new way of thinking about it, which is delightful to yeah. people, the older people for the younger people. Right, right. So to wrap up this case, some of Granny's cast-offs are someone's new curated home finds to be re-loved and cherished. Others, unfortunately, are heading to the landfill or to be donated. The good thing is there are stores like yours that help discarders pick and choose when downsizing. And then on the flip side are wonderful treasure chests for those seeking to create space that is individual, individual as they are. So I want to thank Denise Lau for helping us solve the case of Granny's Cat Shop today. And Denise, why don't you give us a quick little, a little synopsis about where you work and how your store helps Granny's Cat Um, Well, I work at a store called Evelina's Red Dresser in Frankfurt. Um, the owner was a friend of mine who really embraced the whole not taking things to the dump, you know, that kind of a thing. So she really wanted to reduce, recycle, reuse, repurpose, repaint. Um, and I, I just think it's, it's the most phenomenal concept. And she has been in business for almost 15 years and is so successful. And people just love going there and getting inspired um, and not having to buy the mass produced junk that's everywhere. So it's right. a good thing. And then your role is that you're, you know, you're there to yep. assist, um, I, assist I go the in shopper for hours. Yeah. And then Denise also is the interior stylist of the store, meaning that she styles most of the collections and yep. the displays. And then she's there on hand um, if somebody, one of the shoppers needs to bring her home to help them at their home too. This is true. Yep. It's a win-win. So, 
So yeah, so we're going to wrap up the case of Granny's cast off. And thanks for joining me today, today Denise. You're and welcome. Until, and until next time, sleuths, we're signing off for only stagers in the building. <laughs>